Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Buck Rogers in the 25th century! Buck Rogers is on the air. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Fudgicle, and Creamsicle. Those delicious frozen confections on a stick. And now a message from the famous fellow who won the contest for the typical American boy. Popsicle Pete. Hello, fellows and girls. Are you saving up bags for those exciting free presents I told you about? Gee, what wonderful gifts you get. Hundreds of them. Roller skates, telescope, movie camera, doll, bracelet, wallet, table tennis... That's only a few. Just save the bags from Popsicle, Fudgicle, and Creamsicle. Ask at your ice cream store for the free Popsicle gift list. It tells you where to send the bags you save and how many to send. You get a free coupon with it with it worth ten bags. That'll get you started fine. Yes, and here's an idea. Get Mom and Dad eating those wonderful confections, too. They're easy to eat on those handy sticks, and they're easy to digest. They're so pure and fresh and wholesome. And, oh, boy, so delicious. You'll get their bags, too, for those marvelous gifts. Popsicle, fudgicle, and creamsicle are biggest for a nickel. Don't forget that. Yes, but now let's go on with the amazing adventures of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. In our last episode, you recall, we learned that our old friends, Black Barney and Willie, were the ones who took off in the rocket ship equipped with the new gyrocosmic relativator. And we also know that the arch-criminal, Killer Kane, suddenly appeared there aboard Black Barney's rocket ship. But that last is something that Buck and Wilma and Dr. Hewer don't know. And as we join them, they're simply talking things over in the doctor's laboratory. Shall we join them? Okay, then, here we go. Five hundred years into the future. Well, Buck, Wilma? Yes, doctor? At least we know that our rocket plane is in good hands. Yes, and that the new gyrocosmic relativator works all right. Yes. Barney said when he radioed that he took off at full speed. And that he didn't even feel the pull of acceleration. Well, as long as he's bringing the plane right down again, hadn't we better go over to the spaceport to meet him? Not much point in going over right away, is there? Huh? It took him some time to fly out to wherever he is. And he won't be able to get back any faster. Yes, that was right. And we can put in good time right here in my laboratory, finding out what was taken by whoever ransacked it. Yeah. Well, whoever broke in couldn't have been here very long. What makes you think that, Buck? Well, for one thing, there doesn't seem to have been much damage done. A few drawers pulled out on the desks and cabinets, and only a couple of scientific instruments moved from their usual places. Mm, well, you know what that indicates. What, Doctor? Whoever broke in wanted one particular thing. Yeah. And didn't have to waste much time in looking for it. Come to think of it, Doctor, he couldn't have had very much time. It was only a few minutes after we arrived at the spaceport... But the captain of the rocket police discovered this had happened. Exactly. Well, let's look carefully around and find out what, if anything, is missing. We can certainly be sure of one thing. What's that? This was done by Kane and Ardela. No one else would do such a thing. Yes, and of course they've just escaped from the municipal prison. Yes, sir. Don't you see what happened? The minute they got out, they realized they'd need equipment. And there was no more logical place for them to try to find it than right here in this laboratory. Only one of them was here, though, Wilma. How do you know? Well, 
Police Information Bureau said that when they made their break, Kane and Ardella separated. Uh-huh. And what's more, a private citizen saw just one person take off on a rocket what? roadster from the neighborhood of this laboratory. Buck, could he identify that person? No, sir. He was too far away. But he's absolutely sure there was only one. Maybe we aren't right after all. Huh? About it being Kane and Ardella. They usually stick pretty close together. Just getting out of prison would be all the more reason for doing so. Except that one of them might have come here to get something, while the other tried to lay hands on a rocket ship. Mm, Yes. Well, we're wasting time just standing around here talking about it. Let's look around and see if anything's missing. Buck. Yes, sir? Look through that chest there against the wall. Make sure that my bound copies of the formula for... All right, sir. Wait. Wait a minute. Yes, sir? The instrument devised by Professor Smith, the mad scientist. Huh? The instrument that subjugated people to his willpower when he used it on them. The psychic restriction ray. Yes. Why, it was right over there in that corner, back of where Wilma's standing. Well, it's not here now. Well, then we must look for it quickly. An instrument like that in the hands of a man like Kane. Don't I know it. Quick, open every cabinet and locker in the place. Right okay, there. doctor. With his mad desire for power, why, Kane would use that instrument on everybody he could lay his hands on. No sign of it yet? Not that I can see, Doctor. But there must be. Nothing over here, Doctor. Well, then suppose you look back in the stockroom, Buck. Perhaps I left the instrument in there. Yes, sir. Are you absolutely sure you had it here in your laboratory, Doctor? Yes, Wilma, absolutely sure. Well, Buck, is it in there? I'm afraid not, Doctor. Well, then, No, sir. That's what he took, all right. Well, listen, what we've got to do. The first thing is to report to the president that we're all ready to set out after Kane and Ardella. Which, of course, we'll do the minute Black Barney gets our rocket plane back here. Yes, and we'll need all the information we can get from the rocket police relative to their escape from the municipal prison. I'll take care of that, Doctor. And I'll radio the president's office. Good. Uh, We'll go out to the spaceport and meet Barney with our ship. But, Doctor, is that a good ship for chasing Kane and Ardella? No, Buck. No. We'll have the gyrocosmic relativator from it installed on a fast-fighting cruiser. Right. Wilma. The call letters for police information are 413. Okay, Buck. Calling X38. Wilma Deering calling Buck Rogers calling X38. Calling X38. Wilma Deering Buck Rogers calling X38. Yes, Barney. I can't begin to tell you how nice it is to be with you again. Say now, uh, you'll listen here now to me, Killer Kane. And Willie. Yes, sir? Sometime since I've seen you, too. Listen, Kane. What's your idea of stowing away on my rocket ship, huh? If you think you're going to get away with... Stand back. But I I tell you... Stand back. Don't you know by this time that occasionally my trigger finger gets a bit nervous? And Barney... A rocket pistol isn't very pleasant at this close range. Please, you wouldn't shoot Mr. Barney, would you? Of course not, Willie. Unless he were to make the serious mistake of trying to oppose me. Now, look here. Yeah, well, what do you want? A minute ago, you spoke of my having stowed away on your rocket ship. Yeah. Your rocket ship. <laughs> Surely you don't pretend that you were clever enough to have installed a device like this? You mean that, uh... Uh, that uh, gyro thing? Barney. Barney. How many times must you be told that it's a gyro-cosmic relativator? Mr. Barney can say that word, Mr. Kane. And don't you believe he can, either? Yeah, sure. Well, the fact remains that neither the ship nor the relativator belongs to you. Am I right? Well, uh, 
It's, uh, it's all of this. Don't try to stall, Bonnie. You and Willie committed a very serious offense by taking off in this ship without proper authority. When we talked to Dr. Hewer by radio, he said it was all right, Mr. Kane. Yeah, and all we need to do is fly back with it. Yes. Told you it's all right, eh? Yes, sir. And when you merrily land at the Sepulchre Spaceport, you'll forget all about the fact you ran off with the greatest invention he ever turned out. Not one bit of it. What do you mean? The minute you set foot on the ground there at the Niagara spaceport, you will find yourself surrounded by rocket police, ready to throw you into chains. No, sir. I bet you. What excuse have you for stealing this rocket ship, Barney? We didn't. We just took it on a, on a test flight for the gyro thing, so Lieutenant Wilmer, Captain Rogers, and Dr. Yore wouldn't have to take no chances with <laughs> You expect them to believe a story like that? It's the truth. That's what it is. Yes, sir, it's the truth. Yeah, and I tell you, you're crazy to think that you can get away with any such childish excuse. Truth or not. Well, do you have any sense? Instead of going back to Niagara to trouble, you'll come along with me. Huh? You know, there was a time, Barney, when you were not only willing but anxious to work with me. And if I remember correctly, you were always well paid for doing it. Lots of times I want to forget when I didn't know no better than be an air pirate. At that time, you had a stronghold full of treasure that would have been the envy of all nations. You had gold, power. You can have those things again, Barney, my boy. If you use your head and come along with our tailor and me. Don't you know that I've outgrown all that sort of stuff? That's your misfortune, Barney. As an air pirate, you were quite a success, weren't you? Yeah, sure I was. But what happened? You got silly and sentimental listening to Wilman Deering stuff your empty head full of ideas about reforming and going straight. Hey, don't, don't you say nothing against Lieutenant Wilmer. Get back. All right. Now, what has that got? Nothing. Mr. Barney, the Prime Minister of Mars, don't forget. Yeah, that's right. Prime Minister of Mars? Yeah. <laughs> what does that make me? King of Pluto? It's a big job, Mr. King. Why, if Mr. Barney wasn't their Prime Minister, I don't know what the Martian people would do. Yeah. You just ask King Analdo what he thinks of Mr. Barney. Yeah. That doddering old fool. <laughs> <laughs> Why, just to show you how helpless he is. I may go up there to Mars one of these days and establish a headquarters. Not if I've got anything to say about it. No, sir. No, sir. You won't have anything to say about it, Barney. Unless some sudden and unexpected flash of intelligence leads you to team up with me. I don't know what you're up to, Kane, and I don't care no matter what it is. No, Barney? But no matter what it is, me and Willie ain't gonna have nothing to do with it. Unfortunately, you're going to change your mind about that, Barney. And very shortly. You're crazy. There's nothing to make me change my mind about that. Not, not even nothing. No, sir. Well, we'll see. This rocket ship is back in the direction of Earth, isn't it? Sure. It's just tell by looking on the viewplate of the teleradioscope or by looking out of one of the forward windows? No sarcasm, Bob. Move out of that control seat. No, sir. 
I'm taking this ship back to the center spaceport. Do I have to keep leaving just like a pistol at the show that I mean business? Okay, okay, go ahead and sit in the control seat. On that second thought, though, I believe I'll let you do the work of navigation. Hmm? Now, I want you to land us to the ruins of the ancient city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia? <laughs> you see, Barney, uh, before she left Niagara, she made a stop at the laboratory of your dear friend, Dr. Hure, and uh, picked up a rather interesting scientific instrument. What are you talking about? I have a skin suspicion that will have to come around to my point of view. As a matter of fact, Barney, I'm sure of it. I certainly hate to hear Kane say that. Because it can mean only one thing. Killer Kane plans to put Black Barney under the psychic restriction ray that Ardella stole from Dr. Hewer's laboratory. That ray will completely subjugate Barney to Kane's will. Well, now, Pete, how about refreshment? What do you say to a great big ice cold cream sickle on a stick? Oh, boy. Ice cream in the middle and thick chocolate fudge outside? That's right. Creamy chocolate fudge or tempting fresh fruit flavors. Take your choice. Creamsicles are all five cents. All delicious, nourishing, wholesome. Made fresh every day under the strictest pure food laws and protected by U.S. registered trademarks. And listen, pals, don't forget to save your creamsicle bags for these wonderful gifts. Like a camera, table tennis, a wristwatch, wallet, baseball, sleeping dolls. Get your free illustrated gift list in your ice cream store. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.